tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know who I am. You know I'm here to do. I am here to rock. Thank you, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and twos, Johnny Woodard, aka J Nice. Hey, buddy. Guys, how was your weekend? It was great. Yeah, I had a great weekend. I was in Bakersfield, Ooh. or as I call it, the Devil's Butthole. All right, <laughs> it was hot. It was a hundred and nine. Oh, it was a hundred and nine. Wow. And dude, it was crazy because there's like right now it was all track malls, and right next to the club, like a, a half a block down, was a uh, church that looked like it just took over a track mall, and they decided <laughs> 109 to have a bouncy house for kids to play on the uh, pavement. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's That's your no Jesus no. now? Okay, right. <laughs> right. But overall, I want to thank all the swarm who came out. What wonderful shows we had in Bakersfield. We're gonna go back there do a Tim Fall Hat comedy night. And a swarm tank, and we're very excited about that. A lot of great stuff coming out. Uh, if you want to see me live, I will be at the Rabbit Hole on June 30th. Myself and a bunch of friends should be a wonderful show. So come out. I'm trying to get the ticket link. Again, if you want to see me live, you can get all my ticket links at samtriplee.com. At the end of July, we're in Dallas. Dallas. Just added a swarm tank to Dallas. Oh, shit. We will, as soon as Xavier gets me the graphics, it will be up. So we have stand-up comedy at 8 o'clock and swarm tank at 10 o'clock. And then the following day, we're in Oklahoma City, I believe. So go to samtriplee.com if you want to see myself, Xavier Guerrero, Eddie Bravo, all live doing stand-up comedy. Again, that's samtriplee.com. Big news. Big news, guys. New shirt alert about to drop tonight. Big shirt alert. Shape-shifting Jesus will be live. Just know it's got Jesus, Buddha, uh, aliens, Bigfoot, and Godzilla on it. I've seen it. It's it's wonderful. It's a good one. Uh, my buddy made it. I can see why it took a while to be to take him made. Yeah. It looked like I didn't. I Intricate. couldn't imagine that in my head. We had to do a bunch of different designs to make it work. Cool. And it's 2D. It's rad though, yeah. But I, like I thought it. it'd be great to have a shirt with a real nice Godzilla on it. So <laughs> uh there you go. That'll be available Lawsuit tonight. incoming. Is that gonna be limited edition or that one's sticking no, around? I don't think I don't think shapeshifting Jesus should be limited edition. I think that should be for the people. I yeah. agree. What do you guys think? Maybe maybe make one with Godzilla limited edition and just take Godzilla off for the rest of them. No, then the, no, man. Make, Godzilla, maybe make Godzilla Mecha Godzilla on one, like the first hundred, and then regular Godzilla. For no, the dude, Godzilla. If you read in the Bible, shape shifting Jesus shape shifted into Godzilla at some point. It's okay. in the Bible. Okay. Okay. We're trying to yeah. keep this biblically accurate. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is for the people. Jesus is for the people. And then I have a breakfast the chicken snake guy coming next. 
Facts. I'm working on that next one. And Conspiracy Smoke Show. We got a plethora of shirts coming to you. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, if you also want to support the show, we do some a very exclusive content on rockfin.com. R-O-K-F-I-N.com. It is the Netflix of premium content. $10. You get all of the shows on there. You get uh, Tim Foyle Premium, Zero, The Greatest of All Time Sports Talk, Conspiracy Social Club, Broken Sim, and then my good friend Xavier Guerrero has a show called We Don't Smoke the Same. I need to start clumping some uh, weed people together. Dude, you you're need gonna, to start giving me names You're going to sign this for us. Oh, I'm going Alive. to? You're what is this, that to. gun? Yes. Gunpoint? Yes. Okay, I will. So go, uh, go to rockfin.com, sign up. If... Uh, uh, two shows of us a week aren't enough for you. You get a ton of content on, on there. And if you're like me, I'm going to be honest with you, I really can't take corporate media anymore and any entertainment. It's really bad. You know, the minute I start seeing a chick beating up everybody, I'm like, okay, turn that show off because that's not even close to real. Or, uh, you know, a trans in the lead of a comedy. By the way, did you guys see the, I think the lead chick on the new Saved by the Bell is trans. And in the picture, she's doing this. Did you see that? Oh, wow. What, Time Out? Like Chris Weber? Is that Time Out or is that like, I'm a T? <laughs> And by the way, not buying it. Also, when you go to Universal Studios over here or whatever that is over here, they have they have these rides about movies, and one is called one is the um, the Secret Life of Pets, and you can do the ride, and they they have a dog riding on what a red rocket. Oh shit. Yeah, I mean that's a dog dick, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, like, come rocket, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, come <laughs> on, man. I mean, like, dude, can you be more obvious? They do look like red crayons. I don't know what you're staring at, bud. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. She, she's right, crayons, yeah, right. Crayons. And she's doing a T right there. I didn't see the T, but yeah, why? Well, that's the thing. Though. Remember from Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris would always do time out, and then he would freeze time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. so that's probably... Shoot that's shit. so crazy, dude. Anyways, if you can't take it, all all the Operation Mockingbird and all that programming and propaganda, go check out Rockfin, man. They're, uh, where all the outlaws of YouTube have yes, gone. Yes, yes. You can get the next episode of Broken Sam already. It's already on oh, there. Oh, it's already on there. Yeah, yeah, it's already on. Yeah, they're Got- talking shit on me on there, so definitely go watch. We're not talking did. shit. <laughs> We're Someone just- said it to me. They're like, did you watch this shit? No, it's <laughs> Not to, dude, you I, have I an Instagram. I know. Face. I was just laughing. I have we, an we Instagram. Face. Yeah, we got his too. He's got the tar. Sam has Tarzan boy. That's his Instagram. Face. Is that- oh, <laughs> that's so funny, dude. That's so ridiculous. So go listen. I have a lot of shows. People go, always go. Hey, how many shows you have? I have enough shows. But here's the beauty of my 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 website. You can get all the videos to all my free content there on there. And by I believe within a week or two, I'm going to have a 24-hour radio station where you can listen to all of my content, all my free shows. You can listen to it on a radio station. That's some, so somebody's version of hell is just your voice on a loop for 24 hours And it's some people's version of heaven, yeah, okay? That's so it, man. You know some chicks are going to be there 
finger in their beans. Oh, hey, dude, this is a Christian Easy. show. Easy. This is a Christian show. <laughs> Nobody's fingering beans on this show. Yeah, especially not. It's come his, from the guy that knows what voice. a red rocket is. He's talking about fingering beans now. Yeah. I want to apologize to you. This is a Christian show. Yeah. Johnny, you just got promoted. Your uh, your shape, guest spot shape, right now. Shape shifting. Jesus would not be happy. Not that. happy about that at all. But go to samtribly.com. Get all my videos there, and then just go to Rockfin for all my premium content. Anything else, guys? Well, do we want to address that we might have three ads in this? Is this do you care about that? Uh, I mean, like, guys... Just give us a break. Here's the thing, dude. You know, if you guys knew how many people work on this show, three on the show, uh, one is a booker, one is uh, somebody who de deals with ads, there's five people that work on this show. Then I have people who do little stuff here and there. You know, the, the only way we make this show work is uh, if everyone can focus on it. And that comes from being able to make this as a primary source of income. So we have a couple ads on here. So I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope you guys understand. We're doing the best we can to minimize how long they, the ads are. But it's like, this is our passion. Just, yeah, this just, is our brand. If we could, we would do this full time all the time. And that, you know, people got to pay their bills. So, I mean... We would do a third episode, but people don't tune in as much. So, I mean, that's just the truth. I, I love doing the show, and we'll see, man. We'll see. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We're talking about decentralizing everything from your social media to your local politics. So, we're decentralized locally, acting globally. Okay? So, enjoy the show. I'm super excited to have these next guests on. They're kind enough to take me out to all these fun different festivals, these crypto festivals, these off-the-grid festivals. They're on their way as we speak, the Pork Fest. I think that's what it's called. Uh, they have a wonderful website called Float, and we're going to get into it today because there's a lot of stuff I want to discuss. So I'm very excited. Please welcome my good friends, Aaron and Kingsley Edwards. How are you guys? So Hi. good. Happy to be here. Yeah. Been waiting for this moment. Yeah. Kingsley, where's your mom? Was, uh, last month. <laughs> where's my mom? Yeah, where's your she's, mom? Uh, she's not coming. She's watching she's watching our dog Satoshi. Our village <laughs> dog. <laughs> he's in Vegas, yeah. Kingsley's mom is like the queen of crypto. So I've been trying to get her on uh, Cash Daddies, but she's shy. So you but met her? Yeah, I've met her. I met her. They, they did a, so basically, they run Float. They came to a show that we did. They came to our Vegas show on Fremont Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were in the back. And uh, it's been love ever since. And we've been hanging out. And they brought me to their their inaugural Float Fest. And then they brought me out to Shitcoin. And uh, <laughs> it was great. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, before we get, let's get into real quick float and what you guys are trying to do with float why don't we start with what what is float and why did you start it yeah floats a crypto social network without the big tech censorship uh we started it because uh oh i've been in crypto kind of an entrepreneur in the space since 2013 but uh but aaron she uh started developing uh you know or bringing making some friends in the content creation space a lot of people that i've been following kind of in the liberty movement i'm very nice yeah so, so i make a lot of friends she's she's she, yeah i'm like the introvert she's the extrovert and so um so we just started noticing uh that a lot of our friends you know they started uh getting hundreds of thousands of subscribers over the years 
and making, you know, decent money, uh, finally able to just kind of focus on their, their YouTube channel or whatever channel it is. And they started getting, you know, deplatformed, demonetized, you know how it is, uh, just what's now kind of, you know, common and even the mainstream, uh, is, was, was pretty, you know, still, still is controversial. Now all of a sudden, you know, free speech is controversial. So we took a look at other platforms out there and we just decided, Hey, this is, uh, not only that we believe the right thing to do to stand up for free speech online, but also, uh, you know, business opportunity too, because of, uh, all the missteps that, that Zuckerberg and Dorsey and, and all the other, uh, big tech CEOs are making day to day used to piss us off. Now we're like, okay, you know, keep, keep fucking with your user base. Cause they're, they're, uh, they're coming over to float and we're, uh, we're happy to have them. Yeah. Plus, you know, at the end of the day, you want to be able to tell your kids what you did to, to stand up against censorship. And, uh, I think we can be pretty proud of that when our kid comes knocking on our door and asking us what we did. Uh, to stand up for liberty. Our kids knocking our door, we kick them out. (laughs) Living on the streets of Vegas. Um, (laughs) So I I totally agree with you. Uh, I I think it's kind of crazy, all the stuff that's coming out. Like I was just telling Johnny and XG before you guys jumped on, that now it's coming out that Google was uh, funding uh, research in the Wuhan lab. And the question Mm. is, why is Google, a tech company, jumping in to funding uh, virus research? And it just becomes more, 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 more blatant that these tech companies, these mainstream ones, these giants, are just an, an arm of the government. And it's like, yeah, yeah, go on. I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious, right? Like every time the election comes around, uh, Instagram and Facebook won't shut the fuck up about go to vote, go to vote. Uh, you know, like anything with the vaccine now, like they're showcasing celebrities getting the vax. And and I think what happened is that the, you know, the authoritarians that, that uh, basically, you know, run the government, they realize, well, the government has restrictions, but if we can take over the tech companies and all these other different corporations and use them basically as a uh, private arm of the government, well, we're able to get away with a lot more. And we lost them. But I uh, following up on hopefully they'll come back or we can figure out with Johnny. All right, that's cool. Well, I want I want to continue what he's saying. It's like basically for me, it is more than obvious that they found loopholes, like Kingsley was saying, to find a way to fund. I consider a, a, a bio lab in China a black ops operation. Am I wrong here? I mean, what is more black ops than a virus that shut down our entire country? You think it would have changed? You think it would have been differently if it would have leaked from the United States? Well, if we would have had one of those labs here and it would have leaked here and they would have owned up to it you think it would we would have looked at it differently well the the issue is i don't think you can do that in the united states i might be wrong but i believe like there's laws against doing that stuff in the united states which i'm probably wrong about but based on just my feel that wouldn't happen in the united states that's why they have to go to china because they can't do that stuff in the united states so if it did come out that would be an even bigger violation but it's like we were talking about with uh, Bravo. With Bravo, like all this stuff validates a virus, which validates uh, a vaccine. But you know, it's like they were talking today. I heard, I, I heard this guy, the Quarterling. He he's got a really good YouTube channel, and he was talking about how the CDC has been funding 
uh, a lot of like Fox News, uh, and that's got to extend to Fox Sports as well, right? I mean, every commercial, either on Sirius Radio or on Fox Sports, is a, a vaccine commercial. I mean, we are, I mean, Johnny, we're seeing like, and you and I were talking about this before, hopefully they'll get back on, yeah. but we're seeing like, I think, the pulling back of the curtain to a form of fascism. Yeah. And I know that people get when they get here with their back, uh, when they get the, when they get down to what is actual fascism, it's supposedly a guy who is, uh, you know, one person. An authoritarian, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's, I mean, even behind that one person who, who runs everything. Like, Stalin went to these certain kind of, us, uh, like, not basically Ivy League schools. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us. Well, yeah, and even with Stalin, there was a, a government of sorts. I mean, there was still the Duma, you know, uh, that he had to pretend to get the approval of you know yeah so it's just very interesting well as you guys are gone trying to find uh wi-fi that works uh we were discussing <laughs> we were just discussing no, no. see we were censored by zoom <laughs> this is an example of censorship well it is it, it is kind of interesting like let's get into why did zoom just show up out of nowhere what happened to skype remember skype was a thing yeah and then suddenly zoom uh, was everywhere and you're like and, but yeah. It's it's just weird. Like, why did we all just not say, hey, we're done with Skype? And someone goes, hey, you want to jump on Skype? I'm like, what are you, from the 80s? Skype, <laughs> Skype. I will say from a technical standpoint, their recording solution sucked. It was the quality. It was much worse than Zoom. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons. But isn't and, it easier just to Zoom, update the software? Zoom benefited. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, Zoom yes, benefited I'm, from the virtual schooling, uh, right? Like, every virtual well, schooling yeah. literally awesome. used Zoom. All right, everybody, I want to tell you about our good friends at Redix Remedies. Go to RedixRemedies.com for your CBD needs. Okay, here's the thing, man. You having a problem focus, focusing? Okay, real simple, man. They have something called Neuro Focus Plus, okay? It is a cannabis-enhanced neotropic boost the focus, clarity, and memory retention to levels never seen before. It's just amazing. Johnny, you're talking about how, how you're having problems sleeping all the time. That's all, the all time. he cries about constantly. Guess I just, what? I'm constantly crying. You're right. Con constantly cry well, crying. Well, guess what? Now. No more, Johnny, because they have a, a, a remedy for that. It is the Redix Sleepy Bears. Melatonin and cannabis-infused gummy bears that get you to sleep and keep you to sleep unlike anything ever seen before, Okay. That's how great it is. Take a deep dive with their D8. Okay, root the remedy. Rex fuels your epiphany. Need sleep? Rex got you. Need energy? Rex got you. 20% off your first order with the promo code TINFOIL. All orders are entered into the free CBD for a year giveaway. Johnny, you could use it for a year? Yeah, hell yeah. Do you think your fake girlfriend will love this? <laughs> yeah, she loves CBD. For she, sure. Oh, Johnny's fake girlfriend loves free CBD for a year, and he's going to sign her fake name up for a chance to win this wonderful prize. Sounds so get, like the election. Yeah, go, <laughs> go to RedixRemedies.com. Use the promo code TIN. Foil. That's R A D I X remedies.com. Radix remedies.
Yeah, Zoom Zoom did pop out of nowhere. I actually, uh, I've never actually been a fan of Zoom, and Zoom has actually been caught actually uh, censoring companies. Um, they do have uh, a, a headquarters in, in China as well. Mm-hmm. So even with our company, we actually use a different competitor called uh, Jitsi that's, uh, that's open source. What's it called? Uh, it's called Jitsi. Jitsi? J-I-T-S-E. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, interesting, interesting. I'm inter- but let's get back to float. What float represents, you know, uh, when I was at the uh, your your inaugural event, uh, you guys are talking about how you've created a way to transfer all of your Facebook data to your app, and I think that's huge because I think most people don't get rid of their Facebook app because there are, you know, wonderful memories from ten years ago. Uh, 15 years ago however long facebook has been around it would be like burning a photo up yeah. to delete it yeah right so you're yeah. like i gotta keep it and then if you just keep tempting them they're going to delete your entire like thing that's what happened to tommy g they got rid of his entire his entire like youtube i mean his facebook page and he was like i have dogs that are no longer with me that have pictures on there that are gone now yeah, yeah, it's complete bullshit. So that's a big part of what Float is doing also is we're uh, focused on interoperability. And what I mean by that is by creating bridges from uh, big tech to new tech technology like Float and then also uh, from, from our platform to other new tech platforms like Library and, and, and many others. So, um, but yeah, that's one unique feature of, of Float right now is that we have the ability to, uh, as a user to uh, to download your Facebook uh, you know, post pictures and videos from all those years and upload it to flow. And I recommend that people just do that just in case, like our CTO, for instance, uh, Patrick Smith, um, he, he got censored on, on Facebook for what was it? Sharing some, something, you know, stu- something stupid. Yeah. And, uh, and he lost, he lost all those connections to all his, you know, childhood friends, all his, po- you know, all his videos and pictures, like you just mentioned. And so it's, uh, yeah. It's and now crazy. that we hired him, his like first comment was, I'm here to take down the big tech overlords who deleted my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you took my Facebook. Prepare to die. Yeah. Right? That's the <laughs> that one right there. Uh, I think it's very important, man. You know, and I talk about this a lot. Like, there's a lot of complaining in the uh, on the in the conspiracy community, the truth community, whatever you want to call it, uh, about Facebook censorship. And I'm like and YouTube censorship, and I'm like, well, guess what, man? If you don't like that censorship, get off the platform. And there are so mm-hmm. many wonderful websites like Float, BitChute, Odyssey, obviously Rockfin as well, that are, are viable places. I think the hardest thing for a lot of these websites will be that, you know, unfortunately, and I, I'd love to hear what you guys' thoughts on this because you guys do have a great product, and I think a lot, a lot of people are really hitting the ground running. It's like you have to compete not with Facebook when it first started, but Facebook today and the shininess yeah. and, and, and the glossiness. And, and that's really hard to do. What have you guys done to combat that? Because let's just face it. I mean, some people are just brand whores and like they just like shiny objects. I mean, the thing is, like, I don't, I wouldn't consider Facebook being the shiny object anymore. You know, I think, I think Facebook and, and YouTube are really kind of shoot and Twitter. uh, They're all kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, They're bleeding users. Um, Every time they censor their users. I mean, I did a poll on Twitter the other day 
<clears throat> and I, you know, I asked how many people have been censored on big tech and the poll is 80% and we had over, you know, over a couple hundred uh, votes, 80% of people have been censored on big tech, you know? So at the end of the day, what we're trying to do with Float is we're just trying to make it extremely user-friendly um, and we're building the site that our users want to use. Yeah. And I think it's really important to listen to your user base and build what they want accordingly. I think that's kind of what separates us from our competition a little bit because, you know, we're very open to user feedback and, and we deliver on, on what our users want. And ultimately like our goal, you know, isn't necessarily to become the next Facebook and we don't have to become the next Facebook to be successful. You know, our goal is actually to get to a hundred million users within uh, five years, which represents less than, you know, 4% of Facebook's total user base. So I think right now, the, the fact that they're, they're pissing off their user base and they're making so many miss, you know, missteps along the way. And the things that we're integrating that are, you know, part of this, this new decentralized uh, revolution and the technology, technology that comes along with it, I believe will, you know, put us as a major player, uh, you know, in the foreseeable future. Yep. What is the biggest, like when you go to, let's say your normie friends, right? I mean, we all have friends who are normies that aren't necessarily in the truth community or looking to live off the grid or, you know, take over a town in Texas or anything like that. Right. Um, but when you talk to these people and you go, Hey man, we got this really great, great website that we're building. What is the resistance to moving fully over there? Because you know, even when I, when I like, I, t I go, Hey man, Tim fall has no longer on YouTube. We we're just not going to play that game with them anymore. We have brands that we do that fit into what YouTube likes that we don't get strikes on. They don't want this here. I, I have 130,000 subscribers. I would like to keep them. I'm going to move over here. And like the bitching and the moaning from these people yeah. who loved him for Ohio and they know the censorship going on. I go, it's, I'm not asking you to get on a plane and fly somewhere. I'm asking you to go to your address bar and put in a different address. That's all I'm asking you to do. And yeah. there seems to be some resistance to that. What is your thoughts on Before that? Before they say that, the only resistance I never saw was when people went from MySpace to Facebook. And that I'll was get instant. Into that. that was instant. There I'll was get no into that because I think that's what's happening with uh, Pornhub and OnlyFans right now. I think it's really <laughs> interesting the very global imploding of Pornhub. And then now I just saw somebody put out that uh, OnlyFans is raising a billion dollars. And you're like, that is so. For what? Who's paying that much? For, uh, for what, dude, though? I mean, what are they expanding into? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. That's so. I mean, like, just what is the difference between Pornhub? Bigger and, sex toys, yeah. No, but think about this, man. <laughs> there's a there's a way more personal interaction on OnlyFans compared to Pornhub, right? Pornhub, you don't need an uh, an account to watch a porno. Now you need an account. You need your credit card numbers. You need everything on that. How do I know that? How do you think I know that? Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Can't I, leave a comment without being hey, a subscriber. I, the only thing the only thing OnlyFans doesn't have uh, that Pornhub does is that you can pay with crypto. And Float does that. So. <laughs> 
So if you want to get naked, go to float for crypto. Is that what we're saying right now? Yeah. If you want, if you want to earn that, uh, the cum rocket coin, you know. <laughs> but it, it 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 is very interesting. The the like a, a billion dollars. Hey, we're gonna try to raise a billion dollars. Who's gonna give you a billion? I mean, like I'm sure there's some yeah. creepy Saudi prince who's like, I'll give you a billion dollars, right? But then again, yeah. it's like, are we gonna hear who gives you the billion dollars? Because we could talk about this. The thing that Float is battling is like, you know, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook all got intelligence seed money. And we all know it. It's so obvious what's going on right now. And it, and now it's coming out that Jeff Bezos' father or grandfather ran DARPA. And now Amazon's everywhere. You're like, oh, this is, they call it, corporatocracy but it really is fascism mm -hmm. so how do we get people yeah, to no, leave go on sorry kingsley go on oh yeah yeah i mean i think at the end of it at the end of the day it's uh it's just providing a, a really good product that they that they can't deny and i believe i mean facebook is uh really has the network effect but they are ruining that network effect because they are they're censoring people they're censoring even you know uh alternative health groups they're censoring you know gamers they're censoring all sorts of people so i think uh as this you know continues on i don't see it getting any better i see it getting it worse um then you know ultimately those people are going to be finding other platforms to bring in their you know communities or starting new communities on also the the trend as far as uh, people downloading and using more social apps it has been on the rise, you know, ever since social media became a thing. So uh, I think right now it was at like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the numbers. It was, let's just say, like around like five social apps that people have on average on their phone. And that trend is, is uh, continuously going upwards. So, um, so again, I think, I think the way, the way, the, where we're headed is a, is a place where there are more, uh, there are more communities and different types of communities, um, that are forming online and those will continue to grow uh, on these different social apps like float and others. So, you know, and, and we're just, we're more targeted towards kind of, uh, you know, people that care about free speech, uh, the, uh, freedom community and also the crypto community. And I think that's by providing a place where people, you know, people can communicate with each other using uh, the just free speech and applying encryption technology where uh, where we see fit or, you know, for the user's benefit, because obviously any kind of direct messages or anything like that is being read on uh, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, Twitter, all that. So uh, don't send your dick pics through there. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and then also, you know, a big part of what we're doing too is a huge use case for cryptocurrency, not only connecting people on the social side, but connecting people on the commerce side too, and, and making it so that, you know, when you get paid out by, by YouTube or use even Patreon or these others, they sit in there as a middleman, as an intermediary and take their cut. With Float, we're providing a real use, a real world use case for cryptocurrency, providing a peer to peer uh, connection with, with your, you know, your fan base, uh, your customers customers, whoever it may be, so that, you know, we don't, we don't take a cut when it comes to payments on flow. And I think that's what's really going to make us uh, stand out from the rest is providing kind of this efficient market system uh, on our platform. Versus so the Tim others. Dillon, stop putting your shit on fucking Patreon and put it on float where you actually get to keep all that revenue. You're just tossing so much money into freaking Patreon's pocket. How much does he make? It's crazy. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It's like he probably pays out Patreon like I don't know, you know ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly believe it's even more than that. To be honest with you, I think he's. 
clearing 100 G. I mean, I don't want to put out his business, but I do believe that he's making a lot of money. But, you know, and Tim Dillon, love him. Love him what he's doing. Uh, I get concerned that a lot of the mainstream people, especially in my line of work, which is comedy, are all brand whores. They like the punk rock is gone from the fluoride people. The fluoride people just love to follow the rules and be on the brand and do all that stuff. And it's just, it, it, it's really hard. Like, you know, I, I work with you guys. I work with Rockfin. You try to talk to people about moving and it's just like, yeah, they're just like, I don't know. And I just think in the long run, they don't, they don't think that they're going to be on the side of censorship because today they're on the quote-unquote right side of the discussion. But they will age at some point, and these kids always want to get crazier than the, than the generation before them. So now it just right. becomes— but as soon as it happens, as soon as it happens to them, something's going to click, and they're going to be like, oh, shit, Sam Tripoli was right. And they're going to start, you know, I think, I think once you have skin in the game, then it's totally different. And that's with anything, right? So like the second that they do get censored, they're going to be like, oh, wow. Um, and it could just be, you know, Facebook bans them for 30 days, or it could be that they just delete their whole freaking profile. Um, but yeah, once, we, we once, see this every, we see this every day, basically, you yeah. know, new people that are joining float and getting, getting censored for the most ridiculous reasons, you know, for, for posts that are like 10 years old or a video that's, you know, five years old <laughs> that, that covers nothing controversial at all. Yeah. So, um, and you know, I think, I think, I think probably, uh, the types of people that you, you, uh, you know, around your community and more of like the California scene, you know, obviously probably leans a little bit more left. I, but I do believe that anyone from like a libertarian to, you know, a Trump conservative, uh, is seeing what's going on now. And this represents, you know, 40 to 50% of the world. And so slowly, slowly, but surely, I mean, obviously, um, you know, all the, the new tech platforms out there have a lot of work to do and a lot of catch up, but I think slowly, but surely, uh, you know, we will have our day. And, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're starting, we're starting to see that now, even just with, uh, you know, what happened with, uh, with Trump and like with parlor, uh, there's a, there's a big fight ahead of us, but I think it's, just, you know, it's very important to, to keep free speech online because the manipulation of, of all the, and the, the algorithms that they're using, um, it's just, you know, it's, we're seeing, we're seeing what's, what's, what's going on now and, and how they can, they can censor things that are, that are completely true that. Yeah. Look what happened with the, with the Wuhan link, right? Like turns out that that whole thing was true and so many content creators and independent journalists got thrown off and demonetized on youtube for claiming the very same thing and, yeah and it is youtube nuts. is reinstating their channels you know it is nuts how you know down the line everything comes out true even if you take a look at like pre like jeffrey epstein quote-unquote suiciding himself versus after Epstein suiciding himself. All the people who got censored for saying there's a pedophile ring in Washington and everybody was like, you're a crazy person. Then it came out and it lasted 18 hours. We couldn't even get a full day of a fucking parade that we were right. It was 18 hours to, oh, he, he just killed himself. Nobody killed. It's like unbelievable. Like Brian Callen is one of my best friends. He says he's going to work my nuts when we're on uh, uh, Conspiracy Social Club. <laughs> Because he says that I was right about Fauci. And I just want to be like, wouldn't it be easier just to believe me at first and then say I was wrong <laughs> later instead of flipping it? Yeah. 
I mean, wouldn't we be in a better place? I really want to see, I want to do an experiment where uh, you talk out against like the Gulf of Tonkin. And even though it's been proven true, I want to see if we'll get censored on Facebook. I I mean, most people don't even know about it. If you brought up Gulf of Tonkin, they're like, is Tiger Woods in that this year? They don't even know what the (laughs) fuck you're talking about, right? So it's crazy. So, you know, we had an episode the other day with um, Zach Voorhees. The the first thing that comes to my head is Jason Voorhees. I want to say it every time. I'm like, you know, but I'm like... Crystal Lake. So... He was taught. We we had a we had an episode on uh, Klaus Schwab and his discussion of uh, a cyber attack. And it's it's like I don't know how people aren't losing their minds because he's basically saying it's coming. And it's like, how do you know that? Oh yeah, because you're behind it. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Caldera Lab. Okay, Caldera Lab is a men's skincare line that is a company with a conscience. Okay. They are a B certified corporation and the only men's skin care line certified by Made Safe, PETA, and Leaping Bunny. Come on, Leaping Bunny's in. We're PETA, all in. Come on. Come on, dude. Whether you're tackling dry skin, acne s- scars, wrinkles, or just want to do you and invest in healthier skin, this is the one product I would use. Okay. It's a non toxic natural serum. Okay. Made with 100% from plants. For all guys and all their skin types. Right, Johnny? Dude, you're damn right. I just did the test. Do You did? Yeah, it asked you for your age, what type of skin tone you have, where you live, and they gave me what I need. Dude. I, I heard that customers rave that it doesn't cause breakouts, and it doesn't go on greasy. I hate when it goes on greasy. Me too. Okay? They, want, they went above and beyond industry benchmarks in their clinical trials. Okay? The results showed that it is proven to work on all skin types. Not- 96% of men wow. saw healthier skin. Okay, works great with a beard, bald, or dry scalp. Okay, keeps it all nice, shiny, and moisturized. The founders live in Jackson, Wyoming, dude. Hey, if you live in Wyoming, you better be serious, okay? You live in Wyoming, that's the real thing. And they created a product because of the dry skin from the high altitude climate. And there was nothing on the market they would use okay nothing clean nothing toxic no not non-toxic ingredients and that proven the work okay best of all you can try it 100 risk-free if you don't love it after 60 days they will refund you in full here's a special offer for the, our listeners the swarm receive 20 percent off your first purchase of the good go to calderalab.com and use the discount code tin foil hat at checkout that's one word, tinfoil hat at checkout. Are you guys concerned about a cyber attack coming up and knocking out not only your hard work, but crypto, all that stuff? And is there anything we can do to counter that? Yeah, so we're, we're actually in the middle of moving uh, all of our uh, database over to a more resilient system that's uh, that's apparently fire, fireproof and like EMF uh, proof. So, uh, so that's a good thing on our side, but yeah, there's going to, there's going to be multiple attacks. I mean, uh, you know, basically false flags, uh, probably, you know, cyber attacks, all this type of stuff. You can kind of see it going down the line. They're also, I believe they're, they're going to, you know, try to attack crypto. We're seeing that in China today. Um, but this is, you know, especially cryptocurrency, this is a com- complete 
uh, the biggest threat ever that's ever been, uh, you know, for the for the world uh, central banking system. And that's that's, you know, the, the only way that they're actually even able to run all these schemes that they do uh, because they have the, the ability to print money at will. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, look at El Salvador, right? Like that they're, they're terrified. Uh, that a country just made Bitcoin legal freaking tender. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure if you saw the the World Bank and IMF. They they you know basically spoke out about El, Sal- El Salvador trying to make Bitcoin uh, legal tender. Um, so it's just a matter of you know, it's just a matter of uh, you know doing the right thing, trying to look ahead and and taking the right precautions. Um, but ultimately, like in in the chaos, I believe there is a lot of uh, opportunity. And uh, to, to you know, both on the software side, you know, what we're doing at Float, I think on the on the hardware side, on the decentralization slide, as far as like mesh networks. So really, what we're learning now, and you know, a lot of uh, tech entrepreneurs are kind of finding we're finding this out the hard way, is that we've we've let big tech grow too big too fast, and now we have a lot of catch up to do. Um, but with that catch up, there's more people waking up, and like I said, there's more opportunity for uh, small businesses or small teams to pick up projects and to you know really. I mean, in, in my opinion, save the world um, from what's coming down the pipeline. And when, honestly, so we are switching servers at the moment. Uh, when we got on a call with the owner of the server company, I mean, he is hyper paranoid about all of the stuff that you mentioned. <laughs> and he brought up each thing to us. And he, you know, he's like, we are building to prepare for that. Um, you know, so he's he's super prepared. We feel very confident um, and, and yeah, so I, you know, it's, you have to align yourself with good moral companies who align philosophically with you because, you know, like we're not on AWS. Look at the, look what they did to parlor. I mean, it just goes to show you that you have to align yourself with good and moral companies who will have your back when shit hits the fan. I, I totally agree with you. Let me ask you, like, is it possible to get to a place where they can't shut down the internet? Where is it so decentralized that they don't have the power to take it out? Can can we get there? How long will that take? Yeah, I would say I would say in the next, uh, you know, probably. You know, uh, I would say in the next 10 years, it's, it's definitely a real possibility. But there's so many projects that are working on it right now. And, uh, you know, IPFS is an example of that. Filecoin, um, our strategy, you know, moving forward is basically where we want to get to. But the technology is here. It's been kind of in like alpha beta stage for a long time. Um, but thanks to actually, you know, really the technology of like Bitcoin and, and other, you know, cryptocurrency technology, it's it's really pushing the, the needle forward um, for this more kind of decentralized world uh there the, so there's you know obviously float rockfin odyssey is there any benefit to working together in any capacity or i mean obviously we're in a capitalist society uh you know it's killer be killed but i wonder if the you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend and like working together with these other companies not so much you know, so you're the exact same thing, but an understanding of like kind of what Coke and Pepsi does, where it's like if if another competitor comes in, they work together to snuff them out. I don't like that, but is there a way for the th- the three or four of these uh, bit shoots kind of in there as well? Obviously, uh, that is an alternative tech company. Uh, is there a way yeah. to have everybody work together? I love that. I got this. 
I got this. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I think the first union of the unwanted that you and I were on, Sam, I think, it, you know, we were on with Jeremy from Odyssey. We were on with Roxanne. And I, you know, the thing with Float is like, we want to be interoperable with Library and Odyssey. We want to be interoperable with Roxanne. Um, you know, like we want to add integrations into Steam it and Hive. Like we want to basically make a way where we can accept Steam and hive and on and library coin you know on float like the more we work together i think this is a you know the capitalist strategy you know of that big tech did like they don't work together they you know they're comp they're all competitors at the end of the day i think the only way well, no, to now they're colluding but yeah. well yeah now they're colluding but i just i think the way to take big tech down is if we all collaborate you know, and again, we're not striving to be the next Facebook. We don't need all that market share. You but know, then there's enough market share to spread around and still be very, very, very successful. successful. Yeah. You know, like we all we all are very different and we, you know, have different user experiences. But yeah, I mean, that's our goal. Like we're headed up to Porkfest to go talk to Jeremy Kaufman of Library and Odyssey to see how we can work together and become a library app. You know, so, yeah, that's the goal. What is library? Now, is Odyssey and library two different things, or are they just one thing? So library library is basically like the, the protocol or the, like the, the foundational like technology behind the, the platform behind Odyssey. Odyssey is more of the, you can think of it as more like the front-facing type of, uh, of uh, you know, face look for, for library so that they can be a little bit more commercially viable. Oh, so I with, gotcha. with library, it's basically uncensorable and in Odyssey, they can, you know, they can, they can censor or things or curate things in a way, um, but it's still supposed to be, you know, more obviously better than uh Better than YouTube. Yeah. So we uh obviously it's been like a really weird time for crypto. Uh we've seen like giant gains and then we've seen some serious stagnation. And you know, I run an investment show and it's kind of hard to talk to people about investing because nobody knows what is gonna happen. And you know. We were just talking again before the show about how like China's like we're gonna done we're done mining and then they're like they're like while well, the number went down I go well why is it going down if there's going to be less coins coming out isn't that does that make each Bitcoin more valuable? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, we missed half. Someone, someone tried calling me to kind of uh, cut you out there, but um. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Let me repeat it. Let me repeat it. Let me repeat it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's all right. So basically, you know, we're in this crazy time in crypto right now. It seems pretty stagnant. Everything's going down. You know, we're, we a lot of people are like, oh, it's going up. And you saw like people moving into crypto. And it's very interesting because my brother is like a great like barometer of what the feel of crypto is out there. Because one second he's like, hmm. big Bitcoin's stupid, dude. I don't get it. I don't care. And then like a couple weeks later, he's like, dude, this is kind of interesting, bro. And then it's like, things are going great, bro. I'm so happy for you. And now he just hit me up going, dude, what is going on with Bitcoin right now? And you have this whole thing with China. I, like, I, it's just so interesting because it makes you wonder what is really going on because China has now become 
like what the North Korea is militarily, which is this boogeyman, right? China's kind of that in crypto and like, oh, they're done mining now. And then everything crashes, which doesn't make any sense to us because that would mean that the available Bitcoin is becomes more valuable because there would be less of it. But yet it goes down. What are your thoughts on the, what's going on in crypto right now? Right. Well, so first of all, I do want to say that people get a little bit uh, like cryptos is so fast moving. And so and actually my, my background before getting into crypto and tech was actually wealth management. So I'm used to more, you know, even just normal in, investment strategies. And, you know, we look at like the, the S&P history and it's only, uh, you know, on average returned anywhere from like eight to 10 percent on average uh, throughout the history of the stock market. So when we talk about, you know, as you mentioned, serious stagflation in crypto, it's like it's been like, you know, a, maybe a month or two, you know, and we, we have to remember just two years ago, we were at, we hit a, a low of 2,800 um, in crypto. So even at, at today's prices, we're still a thousand percent up 10X but, but, but. from just two years ago, which is, which is very good returns. Um, and I, you know, I've gotten in this space uh, in 2013, I bought my first Bitcoins for $20. And so I've been through a couple of these cycles. So it's in uh, every cycle is a, a little bit different. This one was, so it was there, uh, you know, this one, I believe we're still in a, a bear uh, market. We'll see what's, what's going on. In a bull market. Or, sorry, sorry, in a bull market. Um, but we'll see what's going on. You know, China, China always kind of uh, this. I would say the the current China threats are more serious than before. It almost seems like seemed like before they were just kind of trying to get headlines, and it, like the politicians were just kind of buying up Bitcoin on the cheap. This time, I am talking with our friends in China, and we've had we have, I've actually known miners that have had like like fled China uh, in fear of their lives for themselves and their family, um, and moved you know to to the U.S. or, or Canada. Um, but I think it's I think it's just. Uh, it's a normal uh, type of cycle thing that's that's going to happen. We're going to see more crackdowns with with uh, more countries. Uh, we're, you know, you see India right now talking about it, but then you, on the flip side of that, you see El Salvador. And I think any location that embraces cryptocurrency will be the future of, of finance, um, you know, in the next 10, 20, 30 years, because uh, this is just, it's inevitable. I mean, the cat's out of the bag, the technology is here and it, it will replace the current financial system because it's it, at the end of the day, it just provides a much more efficient mechanism to, to conduct commerce. And that's exactly what the world needs with central banking, all the stupid regulations that governments uh, try to pursue or, or, you know, dictate and crypto and DeFi, you know, projects offer an opt out of, of this uh, financial, uh, what do you want to call it? You know, tyranny really. And so I think ultimately, no matter what, what, they try to do uh crypto will win because it's you know it kind of has like the the idea of uh, the internet and peer-to-peer technology and really it bakes in kind of the idea of you know human spirit and individualism and so um so you know so we'll keep find calm a way. keep calm and hodl yeah exactly keep all every time instead of complaining when it goes low i mean you should Bye. just be exactly. how, how can i earn more fiat to buy more crypto yeah hey, what well, well, me and sam been talking do you think elon musk is says what he says for the price to go down and then go in and buy some like i've been hearing a lot that the will that they do this and they go in and buy some so that you sell and if you're supposed to hold is that legit you guys think that elon musk is in that game I think that Elon Musk is today's Jamie Dimon, right? So, like, a couple of years ago, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan talked a bunch of shit about crypto. So it, the price tanked. He bought up some, and now he's preaching, the, you know, 
praising Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, Elon Musk is interesting too because it's hard to tell, you know, where he stands. And I think you guys have talked about the whole like, uh, uh, Werner von Braun, how he was in the, his book in 1953, uh, the head character. You guys know about that? Yes, yeah. Mars? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. 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 So I don't, there's something weird with Elon. I don't know, man, but, um, I also like, think I, he I, likes I, dangling that carrot. You yeah. Know? Like, like I think he likes having the power of I, like pumping and dumping. Uh, yeah. For me, whether it's him, Mark Cuban, all these guys, uh, I I just get really really worried when we start looking the billionaires as superheroes, and yeah. you know I mean like Mark Cuban now is crying his ass off because he lost a, and I think he only lost like seventy five grand, but he lost like seventy five grand. I know it's only and like people are like only, but when you're quote unquote a billionaire, you own a basketball team, 75 grand yeah. isn't that much. And now he's calling for regulation, which to me is just like, how can we fuck the little guy and allow the big guys just to do whatever they want? So what is happening right now in the shitcoin universe? Uh, this is what millionaires and billionaires have been doing forever. They just do their own rules. And now you want the listen, if you go in and you overextend yourself an investment on cum rocket and then you lose your money, it's like you have no one to blame but yourself. You're in cum rocket. Right, absolutely. Well, the people I the people I that are hurting the most right now are the people that loaned against their crypto right before this collapse, you know, and got cash out and then used that to buy more crypto. Those people are I've I, I've been reading about a few of these people on Reddit and they are just down, uh, you know exponentially they're yeah. crushed by the, yeah. by they the should way be. They that's should a be. bad idea that was not well that's a bad I idea mean, to buy more crypto because that's you know what they did they saw elon musk do that he took all this money out to buy like half a billion dollars worth of bitcoin but he had the money to pay it right off Everyone's like, because yeah. I that that idea. Well, oh, I can get this much money from Celsius. Oh, I'll take that, buy more, and then slowly pay it off. Well, what happens if everything crashes and burns? Then you're stuck holding right. this bag. That's what happened with the, the yeah. 2008 collapse. I, I hate like little. Bitches. <laughs> I really do. You know, it's like if you get into something and you know you lose out on on you know or or it crashes and then you lose out. Like again, like you said, you have no one to blame for yourself. But it's just these people with like the victim mentality. I mean, Kingsley and I didn't bitch and cry when we got into BitConnect and lost you know a couple thousand. You know, it's like you get into shit and you know it's volatile. Uh, you know, you got to take your, take your risks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, then that's the thing too, I think is part of the, the Elon Musk or, you know, a lot of these big talking heads is that, yeah, maybe they are actually trying to get people in and, uh, and out at the wrong time so that government, government does come, come in, in and, and try to regulate it. Yeah. The thing is it's on, un, it's unregulatable and that's the beauty of cryptocurrency. So all, ultimately it is, uh, you know, they will try to, to uh, say, you know, this is banned or that is banned or we're going to go after this company. But but at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, it's it's be your own bank. And with that comes it comes risks. So you should know what you're doing. But um, but, uh, you know, I think there's just so much opportunity in this space that it's, it's definitely worth the risk. Right. And to those people who, who are get into crypto and they don't know what they're doing, let me give you advice. Find a local Bitcoin meetup. Go and socialize and learn and ask questions. Go on Google, figure it out. Yeah. There's got yeah, we We've been running the Las Vegas Bitcoin meetup since uh, 2014. That's actually how we met from a Bitcoin meetup. Oh, snaps. 
Oh. Ah, Bitcoin love. Is that going to be named one of your kids? Bitcoin? Are you name one of them? Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. um, Our dog's name Satoshi. So. <laughs> so you guys were nice enough to bring me out to Shitcoin 2020, 2021. I had a wonderful time. Uh, Miami is the future, by the way. It is what the what this country everyone will is going to be attractive and look like they do pornography. That is going to be the future of this country. But uh, shit going was great. You know, everybody was over at. Uh, There's a lot of people at Bitcoin, but there was a lot of people at Shitcoin too. And uh, what was the feedback you guys got from Shitcoin and basically what some people thought of Bitcoin? 2021 uh we had such a great time yeah the shitcoin crowd is more of our crowd there's a lot of bitcoin you know what they call bitcoin maximalists at the bitcoin conference which uh which it's it's hard to get in uh have these conversations over and over and debates with these bitcoin maximalists ultimately we just we just feel that you know anybody should be able to try uh whatever type of cryptocurrency or get into whatever cryptocurrency that they want and uh it's you know it's an individual choice free market yeah i feel like shitcoin was like that that like dirty grungy kind of feel to it, you know, like an underground feel to it. Uh, while like all like the commercialized bankers who are in suits are like roaming the halls at Bitcoin 2021. Uh, you know, it's like more of our crowd. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we had, well, you know, we were a sponsor of Shitcoin. We had a booth there and we had uh, great feedback for, you know, what we're doing it, what we're doing and how we're doing. And we uh, talked to a lot of people about uh, our, our foot token that we'll be releasing uh, in the next couple months here that we're really excited about that's actually modeled after Bitcoin but will actually be a lot more useful than Bitcoin because it'll be fast and uh, free for transactions uh, versus, you know, what we're seeing in Ethereum and, and Bitcoin today and a lot of the uh, other, you know, slower, uh, more expensive types of cryptos out there. Yeah, we're excited. Well, you know, Bitcoin is very interesting because, you know, a lot of people talk about how slow it is, its practical use. But my question is, is is Bitcoin just going to be the gold of the digital currency? Like where it's just you hold it and you its practical thing is that you could sell it. And that's where its value is. And then these other tokens will become what is used for transactions. Like I can't go to, you know, 7-Eleven with a, a, a fucking gold coin and be like, one Marlboro light, please. You know, you can't really do that. So do you see that as the fear? Because that's kind of my feel on what Bitcoin's going to become. I, I don't believe so because ultimately I believe that these cryptocurrencies are meant to be used as currency or a money. So the reason why gold isn't money is because it is uh, slow and expensive. So if Bitcoin's as slow and expensive as a technology, then I think ultimately it'll get favored out for another technology or another cryptocurrency to take over its place. Um, you know, I, I've been using Bitcoin to pay people, you know, developers and and, you know, merchants and everything, um, you know, for now eight years. And, and we, it, we've lived off of Bitcoin. Yeah, we've lived off of Bitcoin for years as well. And it just especially since last May, the, the last happening event where the, uh, you know, the Bitcoin inflation rate went in half. Um, it's just been it's a networks has been way too congested. So um, so ultimately, I, I believe that something will replace Bitcoin as, as the 
number number one cryptocurrency. We don't know what that is yet. You know, it has the network effect. It has the brand name um, right now. But I believe Bitcoin is the is the MySpace uh, of of the crypto world. Damn. Damn. Tom is going to be out but, again. <laughs> but I, I, you know, at the same time, I do, I, you know, I, I still love Bitcoin. Um, I just see, you know, I see uh, the development of Bitcoin being a lot slower um, than potentially, you know, maybe it should be. And I see a lot of other coins that are, I believe, are, are making more of the right moves. Now, if you have, uh, ask a Bitcoin maximalist that was at like, you know, Bitcoin 2021 uh, conference, they would, they would, you know, scream at me for saying all these things. But Ultimately, you know, ultimately it's, it's, again, it's a market mechanism, the faster, uh, the faster and more efficient and, you know, less expensive technology will win in the end. I don't see why we would use Bitcoin if we had uh, another choice out there. So, uh, one of the interesting thing was, uh, at your app shitcoin 2021 was that, uh, Ross's mom, what, what was Ross's name? The guy who got thrown in jail for, for uh, Silk Albert, Road. Silk Road. Yeah. What's his name? Ro- Ross Albrecht. Yep. Ross Albrecht. Ross his, Albrecht. His mother was there. Uh, I took some pictures with. We've her. had her on the show. We've had her on the show. Uh, why is his case so important to you guys? Because you guys have been really championing him, help supporting his mother. What, what, why is this so important to you? Yeah, well, because uh, my, my father actually has been incarcerated for over 28 years for a nonviolent drug offense, uh, less than $800 worth of cocaine from 1993 in Florida. Unbelievable. 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 It is incredibly tragic. That How long has he been in jail? Twenty Over 28 years now. 28 wow. years for drugs. Uh, a thing that you do to yourself, the crime comes from the fact that you black market it and that people have to do shady shit to get it. And it's like, you just know that whoever got your dad, the Coke is probably working for the CIA and they're profiting off of these, this drug trick. Yeah. Well, he was actually set up by the cops. Yeah, he was um, he was set up by his uh, ex girlfriend at the time, who wanted to marry him, and she got busted. So, uh, and then she ultimately, once uh, he got convicted, um, she actually committed suicide because she felt so bad about it. But um, but yeah, I mean, so you know, I, I recommend you know, I'm not sure if you guys got to, got to watch it yet, but every every listener and you guys too, I would I would recommend listening to Ross Albrick's um uh his 2021 speech yeah yeah his 2021 speech he called bitcoin magazine from prison and uh and gave about a 30 minute talk um it's the first time he's spoken out since the eight years that ross has been in prison and uh and they actually the prison threw him in the hole uh for it so it was very powerful made us cry like babies um and i think it's it's one of those speeches i think that puts a lot of things into perspective um and yeah i just think everyone should watch it which it actually led to a decision that we are we made and that's uh to start a foundation to basically free nonviolent offenders uh in, incarcerated in the united states yeah and so that that means starting with ross ulbricht you know we're going to be raising funds and and um potentially holding protests, uh, you know, and, and rallies in his honor to help raise awareness and, 
hopefully get some legislators moving on this because right now Ross is sentenced to two life sentences plus 40 years for creating and sustaining the Silk Road. And ultimately, we want to bring a lot of awareness um, to just all, yeah, a, a lot of nonviolent offenders that are that are incarcerated right now. Because, you know, in the freest country in the world, apparently, we have the highest uh, prison population, and uh, you know, a quarter to half a million of the prison population are nonviolent offenders that that probably should not be in there. It's a waste of taxpayer money. It's inhumane. And if you listen to, to Ross's uh, speech. Uh, you know, he goes into it de- into it more deep where he's just like he's he, he says it many times. I want you to understand what it's like losing your freedoms. And, you know, Ross, at the end of the day, he, he made a website um, and, you know, people sold drugs on there that you could argue took a lot of violence off the streets in the way that he did it. Um, and uh, and it's just, you know, it's not the right thing. It's not what right what they're, they're doing to my father. And it affects uh, in, in Ross and so many others and affects, uh, you know, family, friends. It has a whole network effect that it, that it really, you know, screws over a lot of people uh, specifically, you know, everywhere in the world. But but definitely really bad here in the U.S. And there's even, you know, even just with like the, the drug war itself, a lot of things are becoming more legal, 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 you know, more legal every day. And yet people are in prison for uh, maybe, you know, for, for just them not making the right decision. Uh, yeah, just based for on making a date. decisions that we all do like that we've you know we've all smoked weed and uh, we've all been in possession of weed or a lo- many of us and you know some are sitting in prison cells for you know 20 plus years because of it's just it's uh, yeah nevada ridiculous. it was it's even in in nevada which is like corporate vices you know it's like nevada outside of clark county prostitution's legal which i agree with uh, I, I think yep. prostitution is the most capitalist of everything, whether morally or not, you like it or not. That's not the, really the point. The point is like, who, is, who, who's the victim? There's no violence. Nobody's being, nothing's being stolen. Those are the only things that should be involved in prison. Did you steal something and, or did you hurt somebody outside of that? Let it like, who cares, man? I go, Oh, there's married men who are do are visiting prostitution. Well, you know, that's that's a personal issue that shouldn't be a legal issue you should not be throwing especially okay single guys who aren't married who can't get laid they gotta pay for it that's a transaction man i mean it's a legal transaction you have something to say yeah here? uh guess how much the u.s seized from silk road how much one billion bitcoin Guess who kept it all? They're not giving it away. Well, They're it's not still gonna... in a wallet. You can see it. It's, yeah. in a, it's in a cold wallet. You can see it on the. They, they, what is on, it on in the, like a zoo? Is it like no, I, you can, I mean, you can the... go on. You can go on the the block. You know, like a blockchain explorer website and see the wallet there. That's got a lot of the Silk Road coins still just sitting just there. Just sitting there. And eventually it's going to yeah, be there. The U.S. Marshals also did a, a couple. I think An they auction. did two or three auctions where they started auctioning some of it off. Yeah. I think uh, one of our one of our investors in my previous company actually uh, actually bought a chunk of it. Right. The craziest thing about the Silk Road story is that the biggest drug dealers on the Silk Road got nothing. Only served yeah. only served ten years. And, um, oh, we had her on, and it's been a while since she'd be on. But what was their argument for giving him such a oh, huge? He- he tried to kill someone, but that someone was a cop. It was all an inside job. Like they were just trying to oh, catch him. Oh, that on a, was it. Yeah, right? they were trying to catch him on a thing, and they sent him a picture of someone dead, and the person wasn't dead. And they were just trying to make him seem like a bad guy, trying to like save his life. 
because people's well, life were did in danger. Did he try yeah. to kill somebody? He, was that the was I, that it? No, no, it's fake. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, fake. It's like that that allegation. Like he's never been convicted of that. Um, it was just he wasn't something, even charged. I think he, he wasn't was all charged. just alleged. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was just a rumor that uh, the prosecution basically said in the courtroom, and you know. Like again, never proven. It was just a rumor <laughs> that was said by the prosecution on the record, and uh, and you know that was that was enough to give him two life sentences plus forty years. I mean, in Ross's Bitcoin twenty twenty one speech, he literally said that there was talk about potentially giving him a lethal injection for creating a fucking website. Yeah, and he actually had a nightmare about it, and he ta- he talks about the too how they you know tried to paint him as a monster and that, and they tried to paint everybody as a monster. Uh, even just, you know, like interacting with the prison system or the, the uh, state government in Florida regarding my father, every time I just call to ask like a simple question about, uh, you know, things that we can do. And we, try, you know, we've tried many strategies to get him out. We're still working on a couple. Um, but it's just, you know, they, they, they not only treat them inhumanely, but they, they treat the family and the, and, uh, you know, uh, friends and community mm-hmm. that, that care about these people that are incarcerated for no reason, like, like they're, like they're criminals too. Or I like can't even tell you, I cannot even describe to you what it's like walking into the prison where Kingsley's dad is. It is the cold. And we lost him again. I'm with you. My friend went to, uh, jail. And I want to see him. And have you done that before? Go see someone in prison. Now. It's the it's the worst. It's the worst, man. They herd you like cattle into these things, and you well, you feel like you've done something wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> Did and, you do over the phone? No. Well, I talked to him over the phone, but to get to see yeah. him, it was just impossible. And it's just like they treat you horribly. And, you know, there's and these, these, you know, and to be honest with you, I have friends, I have family who work in corrections, man, and he's more on the psych, psychological side of it to, you know, help inmates. Um, but these, you know, it's just like you incentivize people to be cold. Imagine seeing your dad like that. They don't like want to lose their jobs. Imagine seeing your dad like that. Yeah. Behind bars. I mean... That, yeah, that, I mean, my horrible. dad, my dad was crazy, but he never went to jail. Thank God. <laughs> you know, it just, I just think of all the crazy shit my dad did. I'm surprised he didn't do it. But back again, that's okay. And we lost him again. <laughs> Are they there? No. no there. Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, honestly, like, I can't even talk about it with like, I'm just like enraged. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, a sign of a banana republic is when your court systems don't follow any laws. And that's where we're at right now. Uh, you have prosecutors prosecuting criminals that aren't violent, that haven't stole anything. And you have judges and law enforcement in fo- in not enforcing the law. And that's yeah. where we're at right now. And then you have things going to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court not enforcing the Constitution. And that's where we're at right now. It is unchecked power. Yeah. Un- so that was one thing. That was one thing that Ross uh, mentioned during his speech. Uh, and was that you know, hey, with with the crypto community, like how proud he was of, of everybody, and he, he actually apologized if he brought any negative attention to the crypto industry. Um, but he also said, like, hey, like whether they want it or not, we are changing the global economy, and that is that's absolutely true. And so he basically challenged us 
to, uh, you know, to basically change the criminal justice system. Cause no one agrees with just like you said, like there's, there's so many things wrong with it right now. And there's, there have been, I have, I have like uh, just a couple of, you know, ideas of, of simple tweaks that we can, we can utilize. And this is what we're going to be, uh, you know, lobbying and promoting with the flow foundation and developing a really actually a, a group, uh, uh, a boots on the ground strategy where we have, we hold peaceful protests at prisons, at the capitals, both on the state and, uh, and in DC and yeah, federal. So that, uh, basically they, they can, they can see that, Hey, we're, we're here, we're watching. We, uh, we all know that like there's, there's, there's issues with this current system that, that we can fix and let's, let's really, you know, let's not paint the politicians in, in necessarily a negative light. Let's give them the opportunity to, to do the right, make the right choice and do the right thing. And, uh, and, and really like try to empower them with the local media and also, you know, content creators, including yourself. I think you'd be interested in getting involved, um, to, to show like, Hey, Paul, Hey, Hey, Mr. Politician, Mrs. Politician, we're re- reuniting families of nonviolent people. And this is like, it's a, it's a be- cause that a lot of the population can get behind. Yeah. And, and it could be something that can help you get reelected or get elected. If, if it, this is part of your, uh, your platform, because that's all they care about. Well, I think that you guys uh, hit on the head with the election stuff. And uh, I I think it has to be a silent war in terms of uh, just getting in and starting to take over. And it can't be just one person either. It has to be a coordinated effort. Like what we're seeing parents do with these school boards. They're going in there, they're taking over the school board, and they're getting rid of critical race theory. Because people are tired of the malarkey that we're teaching our kids. And you have a lot of opportunists uh, who are just taking advantage of this, pushing a narrative that does not exist for cash and prizes. And that's kind of how you have to do it. Now, we had talked, we don't have to talk to city, but we had talked about uh, taking over a town in a particular state, I probably mentioned it earlier, but in case I didn't, I don't want to mention it now, but taking over a town and basically like making it a free, free city, uh, you know, yep. getting involved in law enforcement, getting involved in all aspects of the, the, the political process. And I think that's how it happens. If I had a billion dollars, I would start a network of podcasts that are strictly meant for local news and interacting because there's not enough of that in these podcasts. Nobody's paying attention to everything on a local level because that is my humble opinion is where the real power is. Absolutely. And I, I actually saw this firsthand in, uh, in 2012, cause I was part of the takeover of the Republican party in Clark County, which is, which holds Vegas and the largest County in Nevada. And I was able to see with my own eyes that, Hey, it only takes about 200 to 300 people to take over the largest County in Nevada that's in Vegas or that's, you know, as it represents Vegas. Um, and basically by taking over that, that small local, uh, part of the Republican party, we were able to push Ron Paul to be on the national ticket for the 2012, uh, 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 election. So, uh, so this is something that I have experience doing. I know people that have experience doing, it's definitely, uh, possible with a small amount of numbers, especially in rural communities. And the place that we're looking at, uh, it would, it would take, you know, probably 75 to hundred, 
uh, people based on our estimates. And I think I, I agree with you, Sam, that is, that is the, the future, uh, of, uh, you know, or, or what we, what we really need to do is, is, you know, good men kind of standing up and, and doing the right thing. And this is, I think a, a great strategy to get, to get that going. That's State project West. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so we actually, you know, we're here for Porkfest, which has the, the free state projects, which they're, they, I, I believe kind of, you know, I love what free state project is doing, but I think it's kind of too, it's too big of a project uh, for a full state. And this is something even like, I wish that I wish Ron Paul ran for governor of Texas versus running for the president, because I, I believe he could have probably won as the uh, Texas governor and could have instituted a lot more change that way. But uh, so yeah, focusing kind of on the County and the, the city, uh, in the county specifically, because if you can get the sheriff on your side and you can get the police departments of the major cities in that county, then you, you know, you have a lot, a lot of power as far as uh, what you can do. And, and you know, and continuing with the, the trend of, of uh, American uh, ideals like, like, uh, you know, freedom. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about community, especially right now. I think people need community. Shit is going down and uh, I don't think that there's ever been a time more important to get together with like-minded people to really um, come together and, and teach your children and, you know, grow sustainable. And we can't let Bill Gates buy all the farmland. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, it's time for us to stand up and, and do something. And so we can do that as a community. I completely agree. I am. I mean, like the fed is fucked as it is, but now we're starting to see that, not only are they are they uh, you know destroying the dollar, but they are purposely bailing out companies and giving them such giant wads of money that they are turning around and buying everything up. Bill Gates keeps getting you know, and, and guess what, everybody? Trump gave his foundation a lot of money, and then right after that, what did he start doing? Buying up all the farmland. Okay, the government gave Jeff Bezos money for a space program. And what did he do? Turn around and bought MGM. Right. Okay. so now now we got BlackRock, which takes over the Fed. They give everybody trillion dollar bailouts. They give you a thousand dollars. They gave these companies a trillion dollar buyouts. And what what are these companies doing? Buying up all the property. I mean, this is where we're at, man. And like for me, man, it's like how? This show's all about reaching across the aisle and talking to people that maybe we don't always agree with on everything. A lot of times we do. The ones who are will come on the show, see the value of the show when they can get past the name. Some people can't get past the name, and that's fine. You know, you're missing out on an opportunity to, to reach a passionate fan base and a very lovable people who care. So, you know, so I'm always like, who can I reach out? Who can I reach out to that? I think my listeners would love to know their side of the discussion. You know, Jennifer Brian, Brini, right? Like she is is pretty uh, liberal, right? But we found very much common ground on a lot of stuff. And to me, that's really important. You know, when we had Major Torrey, was that his name, yeah. right? Right. When we yeah. had him on, he had, we found a lot of common ground. There's been like one person we didn't find common ground with. Yeah. I Other mean, than that, we've been pretty good with everybody. Right. So it's like that's my next thing. How do we reach out? How do we reach out to the disenfranchised black community? How do we reach out to the disenfranchised gay community? 
feminist community. How do we reach out and realize that, you know, there is strength in numbers and that they're they're being treated as useful idiots in the, in these situations used by very powerful people who are just getting them to do their dirty work. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why I believe that actually liber- the libertarian message, which I, w- I would include you in that, or voluntarists or anarchists, whatever you know. Whatever, whatever I, I know, I know, I know you, you probably don't want to put uh, put labels on yourself. I, I, I registered I more with the libertarian party. I just don't. I think I'm going to try to get Dave Smith on to talk about all the work he's doing with the with the libertarian party. I'm very concerned oh. about joining any group. Oh, no, no. I'm not even talking about the party itself. I'm just talking about, you know, a small, yeah, small L libertarian. Just the ideology. Um, I believe that, you know, when people ask me my politics, I I think I'm a centrist. I I agree. I agree with both sides. And I believe, you know, small L libertarians, uh, including also big L libertarians, agree with both sides of the aisle. When it comes to uh, being fiscally conservative, you can you can bring that message to the right. When it comes to being uh, socially liberal, you can bring that message to the left. And so I think it's, you know, the, the libertarian message or really what I believe is like, you know, kind of even the founding father message. Um, it, it speaks to, it does speak to both sides and there, there is that, that bridge to make. And, and you can even see that with, you know, again, bringing up Ron Paul, um, his, his, a lot of his message when people actually, uh, studied what he said, or actually, you know, looked into what he said versus just reading it, uh, the headlines in the media as an old kook, as they labeled him, um, you know, they, 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 uh, agreed with, uh, with, with, kind of both 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 sides of the aisles uh, agreed with you know ending the wars uh being you know then the right uh being fiscally conservative um so i think i think that's where it we have a lot of uh work to do as far as the messaging but it is there and the opportunity uh is basically you know on us i completely and utterly agree johnny got me into libertarianism what are your thoughts on like the party right now johnny well it's funny I was in. I was there in 2012. Also, I and I remember the that whole process. It was the 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 point you make though about trying to do that at a national level and how challenging that is because we did try to do that at a national level, and the party just kicked our ass. I mean, they cheated. They just flat out lied. The Republican Party lied and cheated at the convention. Yep. Uh, we had we had the numbers to change the rules, and they. I mean, they, it was just deceit. And 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 well, that's my whole thing with everything in, the, in, in the, the conspiracy community. This notion that the Republicans are the good guys or they care more is just straight up laughable. Everything you hate about the Democrats, the Republicans did ten years ago, twenty years ago. It's the same thing. They are just spit roasting the country. So yeah. stop getting in to parties, man. Yeah. And see, I don't. I, I, I thought at, there was a time I thought that was the answer taking over the Republican Party because uh, the way it's written, you know, it can be done, but in practicality, it just can't. Banana you can't Republic, you can't do it. Banana yeah. Republic. When you don't follow your own rules, yeah, that's when you have problems. Okay, so the whole thing is like, and you could say whatever you want about Trump, and you know, I mean, like I have some real problems with the guy. You know, Operation Warp Speed, we hiring Fauci. Uh, we can get in taxes. We can get into a lot of stuff that dude did wrong. But if one thing he seems to have done is to highlight the fucking problem with the two-party system. 
And UFC, and you could shit on Q all you want. I say it all the time, and I'll challenge anybody to it. These people in Q pulled out their money, pulled out their time, pulled out their attention, and that's what you have to do to the political party. Now, both the Republicans and the Democrats aren't getting funding like they used to. Republicans a little bit more because there's still groups that fall into that. But I think the Democratic Party's dead. And I think it's just a matter of time until the Republicans die too. When people take a look at it, stop worshiping parties. Start working on individuals. Our COO, he, on his like own time, he like makes these fun little cups with stickers and he actually got thrown off of Etsy because of a a cup and a sticker that says two parties, one cup. (laughs) They like deleted his account. (laughs) Why, why is that? It just makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. But you know what? Like we've been. Sam. Yeah, I think people are waking up to the bullshit of that, too. I mean, people are waking up to Operation Mockingbird in full effect. I mean, James Corbin, have you been seeing how that dude, that late-night fat British dude, is getting his dick kicked in for this propaganda that he's been singing? And just like Stephen Colbert had his hero on... What's his name for the Daily Show? John Stewart. John Stewart. And John Stewart's like, dude, this is all bullshit. And you saw Steve Colbert like <laughs> fucking melting. It's like, it's like, they're, dude, we are watching the death of an institution, which is late night television. Oh god. Saturday Night Live. Oh. I have two friends on it. I love them both. I hope it stays on forever. Dying. You're on the wrong side of the issue. They're as soft as pig shit. I mean, it's really just no edge on any of those guys. It's not soft as pig shit. No, but they are. the blatant lying. The personalities, though, the guys are just, there's no edge to their humor. I mean, they went to go from Letterman to him. I mean, it's just, it was. They're sellouts. My favorite favorite is like when when, uh, Elon Musk went on Saturday Night Live, like, in, during their intros, it's like just a bunch of the cast members, like in their masks, like walking around Town Square or, or uh, whatever. It's oh called. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, around New York City, and it's just like, oh my god! Like the mainstream media, I think, is just pushing, you know, that narrative of just like propaganda. Prop. They're just shoving it down people's throats, and I think, I think the pandemic has woken up so many people um, to to kind of like just the bullshit, right? And so. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think it's all it's all dying. You know? Yeah. Now, now are you seeing all of the whistleblowers uh, on freaking like mainstream news channels going to Project Veritas? Did you see that Ivory? What's her name? Ivory Heckle girl. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I would say I would say that all of even uh, Hollywood is just becoming oh, relevant yeah. now. And I think that I think that was inevitable anyway because of the the internet. Now, last year, I think you know all of us were locked up, so it kind of push that in and we couldn't even go to, to the movies but um but i think that's what's again just kind of circling back to it's like float and just social networking and censorship i think that's what's so powerful about social media is that we had we had the mainstream uh media control the boob tube and tv you know television set for so long and then here comes a social media where we're actually uh much more you know a uh, better way to to communicate with each other and and you know look into more things and do research and share knowledge and then now they're realizing like, oh no, like th- this is getting out of control. So they, they're trying to con- bring that back and that control back in. But thanks to, you know, technology like Bitcoin and all this uh, decentralized, other decentralized technology, 
now we're able to escape escape that paradigm too and create our, our own reality. And so that's what I just think is, is so exciting. So amongst, you know, like everything seems like it's burning right now, but, uh, but I, I try to stay an optimist and, and believe that uh, we can pull through this if we, you know, if we implement the right strategies, but it, it does take us. Like we can't rely on the government. We can't rely on Trump. We can't rely on Q. Yeah. We can't rely on anybody. We have to, if you have an idea or if you, if you know someone that has an idea that you can back, uh, whether it's, you know, even signing up for alternative platforms or donating to this, this project or that, um, it's, it's a time to, you know, it's time to have the uncomfortable conversations and it's time to have an inner dialogue and really just connect the dots. You know, it's, it's, Staying cogn- uh, cognitively dissonant is no longer an option. You have to pick a side. You ha- you have to pick a side. Yeah. Uh, they are drawing the line in the sand. And so now it's time to, to stand firm in what you believe in because people will back you. Pulling out your attention, your time, your money from a system is much different than being apathetic to everything and being like what can i do that to me is disgusting pulling out all your energy like i turned off the radio station today because i just can't stand what they're spewing anymore and it's going the same thing with serious radio i'm sure they're taking anybody ads dollar and the cdc's like here here's a ton of it and i'm just getting bombarded with stupid dude you were flipping out the other day i was in the car with you and you were trying to watch trying to hear the the dodger game and it was just vaccine vaccine and you're like dude what the fuck yeah i mean like they they what is going on is like they're so desperate they're destroying their own institutions yeah absolutely i you know i was just thinking maybe we should reach out to the cdc to put ads on float and then we can just have like a a fake news thing like border around it that's so (laughs) funny dude all these this is bullshit ad here you go bullshit and i just you know for me man it's like we have to keep score, though. That's the biggest thing. So many of these lying scumbag opportunists are going to move on like it didn't happen, and we have to remember this. And, you know, to get to those levels like these Stephen Colbert and Ellen, you have to be a throat-slashing, soul-sucking scumbag. And, like, we need to hold them accountable. You know, we need to hold all of them accountable. Ellen should not be allowed to ever show her face on anything ever again for how she yeah. treated people, how she allowed her staff to take the fall for her. How, you know, it's like you watch these videos, like uh, these conspiracy theorists who like show the art in her room and it's like decapitation shit. Right. And you're like, yeah, she like some weird, like adrenochrome art in the back. And you're like, they all do. Right. It seems like it. And you're like, how do you explain that away? How do you explain that away when you have that weird fucking shirt on with the blood face and the weird writing on your arm? How do you just explain that away? You're a grown woman. Why do you? And it's like a brand. It's called off uh, off white, and I get it. But you're like a six year old woman. Like, why are you wearing? What do you mean off white? What is off white? That sweater was off white. Virgil Abloh is a fashion designer. I don't know if that shirt was, but he's a famous fashion designer. Uh, Well, it's like a fucking some. Weird ass Hillary chopping off girls' faces. Some frazzle drip shit. Some frazzle drip shit. And like maybe that's part of the psyop that they get us all talking about it. But either way, she had an email. She told the CIA she'd do anything they told her to. And she needs to fucking go. And ultimately, like, hey, guess what, dude? Television, 
If it's not giving you what you want and it's trying to brainwash you, you should turn it off and read a fucking book. How about that mm. one? Yeah, it's bring it to a uh, a shooting range and just take a couple shots at it. Yeah, I mean, time to start shooting our televisions, Johnny. What do you want to say? <laughs> it's based on a it's based on an art, uh, uh, an art. Uh, painting or something from years ago i guess what the weird fucking spiky head red thing yeah uh uh-huh yeah it's probably some art done by a satanic piece of shit well it's it's best yet what's her name maria abronovich yeah and then lady gaga's ass and all these all these people coming out and then i started seeing people that i love very high up now and they're just full on into the psyop and I'm watching, I'm watching people I knew just start to fucking change because you start getting up there and it just becomes echo chamber and it just becomes like, you know, and it's just, you start seeing people lose their identity because they're, they're, they're worshiping an altar that is, it's thank God dying, just straight up dying. And it's really sad. And it yeah. is what it is. That's when you take them, you yank them into the woods, and then you just sit there in silence and and try to just force feed a mushroom. <laughs> I mean, maybe if that's what it takes. Dude, we were uh, yeah, so we were in Bakersfield. Uh, sorry, what was that? We were in Bakersfield doing a show, and this extremely gay couple came in. Extremely gay. <laughs> Both of them. Super light, super flamey black guy chunky trance okay they come in dude and within five minutes the black guy's screaming at the bar about racism and they storm out and i kind of follow them out. i'm like what just happened like they're like this place is racist i know racism this is racism i'm like calm dude i'm like calm down dude calm down this is like a very free thinker show and he's like no i know racism when i see it. well out of nowhere dude and this has happened at a lot of my shows lately like Mushroom Santa Claus has just show up and they start handing out gifts of mushrooms, right? So this guy's got a fat sack of shrooms and I'm really, really consumed with getting black people to do mushrooms because I just don't think they do shrooms at all. And I'm like, have you ever done shrooms? He's like, no, I've never done shrooms. I'm like, time for you to do shrooms. Eat some shrooms, trip and talk to God and realize it's not that bad. I am not doing shrooms. <laughs> they just, they sauteed, sauteed all off, like shot, 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 shot off. And I was like, that's where we are. That's my next move. You guys decentralize the internet. I will work on getting we black people. We should start people. counting how many people leave our shows. It's been <laughs> a, the last one. For no reason, Eddie Bravo singing and these guys, they mistreated what Eddie Bravo was saying. Dude, I walk people all the time and I enjoy it. <laughs> it's what little punk rock I have left. In my life. Guys, great show today. Did we miss anything? Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Are you coming to the next float fest? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm. A, of course, I'm in. I'll gig with you guys anytime. You just got to hit me up. I'll, I'll show up. Right. I, I'll write Very enough cool. so it's new. I always like, oh, did they Bring home hot crew. We would love to just sit around a fire and, and shoot the shit with you. I, I saw Tino was wearing the float fest hat in his latest Facebook picture. Today. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, like Tino loved it. Everybody loved it, and I would do. I love doing crypto. Uh, I love doing crypto and uh, decentralized um, social media events. Anytime, all the time. Just hit me up, and I'll come. You know, I'll grab my backpack and hitchhike out there. So we'll make it happen. Yeah, we, yeah, we'd love to uh, discuss that more, and then um, getting you uh, 
potentially, oh yeah, I'd love to discuss, you know, local governance stuff too. I know you have the, more of an interest there. And, and also let's, let's talk, you know, let's hook us up with uh, talking to Rockfin or whoever else, you know, oh, you yeah, think that we should please. talk to, cause again, we love, we want to, we want you know, yeah, we're competitors, but we're also collaborators. Yeah. And I think uh, all of us can really help each other and we, you know, we need it. We, we have to team up in order to, to take on the, the Goliath. All of us, David's need to need to team up. I totally agree, and I hope people are open minded. And you know, it's like the more alternatives there are, the easier it is to take down the big ones. And you know, moms and grandmas will always be on those simple <laughs> things, and that's fine too. You'll never, you know, and especially in like Latin America, oh, you can't Europe, get Mexicans off of Facebook. Yeah, dude. they love Facebook, but they also have like very little like. They're very much controlled. They know the whole. They know the government. They're controlled there. by Marxism. They know it. And but this is the last vestige of free speech and freedom. So we gotta fight back, guys. Thank you very much. Where can they find you if they want to find you? Uh, you can go to joinfloat.com, and I'm King on Float. And I'm Aaron on Float. Super easy. Uh, or on social medias, I'm um, KRH Edwards. And and you can find me on like big tech platforms as Aaron Nakamoto. But uh, usually we're just promoting Float. So just join Flow. It takes two seconds and uh, and support, you know, good people doing good things. And thanks. Thank you again for having us on and, and just, uh, you know, supporting us and, and letting us uh, bring you, drag you out to these random remote locations in the world. <laughs> I'm all um, about yeah, we have it, a dude. whole other list of, of other ones that we want to bring you to. I'm here. I'm there. Just hit me up. All right, guys. I love you guys very much. Be safe. Have fun over there. Say hi to, to all the freedom people. And we will do it again soon. Love you guys. And then we'll see you guys soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Open your mind. <laughs> Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's some interdimensional shit. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.